0: This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder.
2: Hello, I'm Ann Harder. Welcome to Central Texas Living, the podcast. With the goal of helping women and children lift out of the bonds of poverty, Esther's Closet was created to provide practical help, providing interview and workplace clothing, as well as teaching skills for resume writing. That's that's pretty practical. But Esther's Closet is so much more. And here to tell us more... Rachel Pate, who is Vice President of Economic Development and Founder of Esther's Closet, and Heaven Lee, who is Workforce Initiatives Coordinator for the Syntex African American Chamber. And it is great to have you ladies. Thank you, Anne, for having us. (laughs) Thank you. Now, Rachel, how, we've been knowing each other a long time. Yes, ma'am. And so, and I have just always known Esther's Closet. So how many years ago was that? that you?
3: It's been five years. I started shortly after the start of Esther's Closet, which was in March of 2016. Okay. And I came to the chamber in September of 2016. And fortunately for me, it was still a new program that was being grown and steered. So I happened to be the first Esther's Closet coordinator and got to oversee that program for about two years as it was getting off of the ground.
2: Well, it, it's just such a kind of a, duh, you know, what a, what a great <laughs> thing to have because, uh, because so many people just don't have in their wardrobe what, what's appropriate to go mm-hmm. for a job interview.
3: And I would say most people don't know, you know, and that that's the thing. You don't know sometimes what you don't know. And when you want to go somewhere new or you want to broaden your horizons, you may need someone to talk to you about those things and mentor you. So that's what Esther's Closet does. Some women come in and they're very comfortable finding something professional, but many of them are not. And they see themselves in those types of outfits only for special occasions or church, or maybe they have something they have to do. But day to day, most women don't dress up anymore. So when you're fortunate to to find a position that meets your needs and the dress code is the only thing holding you back, Esther's Closet is a great resource for that.
2: Yeah, there's no excuse. <laughs> there, that, we remove them. <laughs> well, and, and I was on your website and saw, I, I love, you know, your your page that you have for Esther's Closet because it tells how many outfits you have given away.
3: Absolutely. We have served hundreds of clients and provided thousands of outfits. Where we are now in taking things to the next development level is working on their workforce skills. So maybe in the future, we'll have a tally up there of how many people have gotten into new careers, how many clients have successfully made it to their next level. But our goal is to not only outfit you for the interview, but prepare you with all of the skills, the training and development that you need along the way to grow and prosper in that position.
2: Well, and it, and it's just a, a wonderful opportunity for uh, folks m- m- like me. I had a wardrobe that was specific for television, you know, a lot of professional looking clothes. And I I have yet to purge <laughs> the closet, but it's, co- it's coming to uh, Esther's Closet because hopefully uh, someone can use, you know, can use some of these garments. Um, and I love the fact that, that you have... One, you know, what you do, what you commit to do for your clients, they'll get an outfit to attend their first interview. And then after they get the job, you will provide even more.
3: That is correct. Um, You know, to get into the interview and successfully go to the next level. Now you have to be prepared for about two weeks before you get your first paycheck. So that's the idea in the return client that has become employed, that you can get seven to 10 days worth of clothing and you can save that money that you would have to spend and spend it elsewhere. Um, We also provide incentives for continued employment or coming for special workshops. We are working with our new coordinator, Heaven, to um, do a voucher program so there can be other opportunities where you can secure, you know, a great outfit for what you may need for your employment just through Esther's Closet.
2: Well, I'm going to bring Heaven into this because, first of all, I love your name. (laughs) I just love your name, Heaven, and your last name is Lee. Yes. So you're Heaven Lee. Heaven Lee. Just, that's brilliant. And, um, but you haven't been with the uh, Syntex Chamber that long, right?
0: Right, so I've actually just reached my three mark. Three-month mark. Okay, yeah. On the 17th.
2: Uh, But now, are you new to Central Texas?
0: No, I'm actually a native of Waco. So I went to Stephen F. Austin and recently graduated. And I was able to return due to COVID. But now I'm sticking around in hometown hoping to... Get some changes and help in our community
2: well i mean and this is such a great opportunity for you um what is it you want to see happen through your work there as um, the uh, business initiatives
0: right right coordinator so with so many um industries coming to waco mm-hmm. it's it's really a time for all the women and people in general to have a shift in their workplace environments, whether it be for more money, to be closer to home, to be able to provide for their children. All these other resources have now came about. So I find it important for those people to get industry-recognized training so that they're able to go to the, go to the work and be skilled already, and we're hoping that they're able to obtain higher wages and benefits. And also use Esther's closet as their entryway, and use the resources necessary.
2: Mm-hmm. I we had just done a podcast very recently with the Christian Women's Job Corps, which I, I bet yeah. they send people your way. They are <laughs> yes. great partners. Lydia yeah.
3: Tate and her crew have always worked with Esther's Closet because we have a common community, women. Yes. So we they are mm-hmm. great allies and partners for us.
2: Well, you know, and to and to be able to uh, to provide that training, provide the help practical, again, in their case, a practical mm-hmm. help of getting a GED, mm-hmm. you know, so it's wonderful that you are, you both aren't kind of reinventing the wheel, that you're working hand in glove uh, with each other with the common goal. Absolutely. And, and as they had some wonderful success stories, do you have any success stories you can share with it? Come off to the top Absolutely. of your head. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I knew I, and that I when this. I asked it. I,
3: I love this because first I want to say everyone that comes to Esther's Closet is different. The thing that they may have in common is that they're a woman, but they come from different backgrounds. Some of them are older or younger. They can be college graduates or high school dropouts, but they all have a desire to succeed. And so they find us through that desire. Some of our candidates that have come through have done amazing things after, you know, having just visited us. Um, I will tell you, we had a young woman named Ashley Womack who ran for school board a couple of years ago. And she was an early Esther's Closet client within the first year that we were there. She came in and she not only used the services, but she also volunteered. She began giving back and helping in different campaigns. And so to see her develop and blossom and gain a sense of confidence where she wanted to step out in a public leadership role, That was phenomenal. There are women who've probably done great things here that have never gone into public service. So for her to go from... I'm a client in need to, I feel like I can give back and help someone. It's beautiful. We also have another uh, stellar client that comes to mind Shamika Evans, the owner of Waffle Chick. And again, one of our early clients that came in as they were using different resources in Esther's closet happened to be a partner in helping them get to where they needed. But Shamika's an owner of a successful business here. She's been operating her business maybe a little more than two years, and she's still growing it. I remember her working in a nonprofit and serving her chicken and waffles to having a small food trailer Mm -hmm. to now having purchased a large food truck. And so to be able to sit back and watch women in our community Uh, Just take it to the next level. We are just happy to have been a part of it. We know that there are so many partners that play a role in strengthening these ladies and fortifying them with the skills. We want to be a conduit to introduce them. We want to be an encourager. And we've still had more ladies that have done even more. I've seen ladies that come in and say, I've got honored at my job. So now I need something just for the special special, event, Yeah, Yeah, the special event that now I'm being honored for. And so those are just a few. But I'm sure if we track down all of our clients, we would have a ton of success stories. And what we hear more often than not is how appreciative those ladies are for the simple gift that we gave in clothing, how Mm -hmm. much. That opened the door, gave them confidence, or helped them to not worry about one more thing that was on their list. And I will say this, and I think all of your female listeners know, as women, and especially as mothers, you put everyone else first sometimes. You kind of save, um, you know, the the money for the kids' school clothes, and you wear secondhand clothes, or you don't buy yourself new shoes because they're constantly growing So when you can go into a boutique and someone like yourself has donated a wardrobe that was seen on the news, these are items that we would not normally go in and be able to pick a rack full of those and take them off. And so it is a great joy and shopping experience. But more than anything, it is empowering because that first step means they can get to the second, the third, the fourth and so on.
2: Well, it it's just an amazing thing, a a simple thing really, when you think about it. But you mentioned Shamika, Mm -hmm. and that leads us then to uh, this fundraiser that is being being planned. It is Women of Distinction, yes, and they're empowering. And and again, it's this this wonderful uh, concept of of just you know bringing that added level of confidence. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. to someone. You, and Jamika's right. going to take part in the panel discussion, correct? Well,
3: actually she is part of our video we have a special video presentation and she will be there i don't want to say too much about her
2: part okay but
3: um (laughs) i will say there's a wonderful person i'd love to recognize who will be taking part and that's you (laughs) ann and and i mean that because you were our um emcee at our very first Esther's closet one year anniversary celebration and due to covid and just the transition the whole community has been into we weren't able to celebrate our last planned celebration before the start of the pandemic. And so it's taken us a while to, to get our ducks in a row and say, what would be a good opportunity and a good time for us to come together to not only acknowledge five years for our program, but the success of our clients as well. So the Women of Distinction Luncheon is that it is recognition for everyone that has been a part. It is as important for us to recognize the clients as it is the donors and the community members that have taken part in growing that program so we will have on our panel three great distinguished women our county commissioner patricia miller will be there Sophia Young Malcolm, who's new um, back in a position of leadership at Baylor as the assistant director, I believe, for player development. But she's a standout, you know, former Baylor star, WNBA player. She she mentors, she speaks, she empowers women. And then we have also Jasmine Caldwell, who's um, an anchor and reporter with a local station here as well. And so being able to bring to the stage successful women, is a great opportunity, but we are not looking for them to talk so much about their success. We want to talk about what it took to get there because we know that everyone has had to overcome an obstacle. And these ladies, no matter how successful you see them in in the lights and when they're out in public, they still understand what every other woman understands is that it's not easy. And someone has to be there to give you a hand up, to give you encouraging words, to empower you. And although we love to see men supporting women, There's something about women supporting women. There's a special bond between mothers and daughters and sisters and aunts that, you know, you can talk about those things that are specific to us. And that's what we find is that it's not just the clothes or just the job. There are other issues that women want addressed and they want to be able to be heard on. And Esther's Closet is just a small part of getting them the resource, the help, or the outlet that they need.
2: Well, the goal is to really raise the awareness in the community, right, Heaven, of of Esther's Closet and the work you're doing.
0: Right. So amongst um, providing clothes, we also are looking forward to extending our program with space. We are also looking to include men Although we are we're still going to focus on the women included of course we would like to add men to our program even if it would be a more so of a
3: kind of a partnership
2: yeah partnership yeah. between organizations yeah. well, but because I mean they've got to go to interviews and they, they They've got do. the same issue. They they do. And that that's women what do. we've heard. Yeah. Um,
3: we heard a lot of people say, oh, that's great. Where's the men's program? Yeah. And so we're like, OK, we have a focus and a mission. But again, um, leaving your ear open for the community is what nonprofit work is about. Mm-hmm. So if there's a need for gentlemen, there's definitely someone who's as qualified as we are in helping women to help us help men. So there may be a Lester's closet or a Boaz's closet, <laughs> you know, yeah. coming in the I future. Like (laughs) But we want to make sure in the meantime, although we don't have the boutique program for gentlemen, we are already assisting them. And Heaven has been working Mm -hmm. with them through the upskill program with Prosper Waco in doing some of the core training and upskill opportunities that are available. So we are already touching them. And that way, when that pipeline really opens and we have, you know, someone who can support that part of the operation, we will steer those gentlemen into that office and provide them those same services mm-hmm.
2: your women of distinction luncheon though is coming up on, at the end of the month right? it
3: is it is august 31st we will be at the baylor club from 11 30 a.m to 1 p.m we're going to open the doors at 11 30 for a little bit of networking but the program will start officially at noon
2: all right and and it will be uh it will be a motivational one i mean people will be inspired uh Pat Miller, I had the opportunity to sort of interview her in the way that I will uh, coming up at this event uh, to hear her story and, you know, the struggles. I mean, there are struggles Mm -hmm. along the way.
3: There there are. I don't think you could find anyone who's had a perfect life. (laughs) And that's the thing. And even in social media, you see what people want you to see. And so many of our clients are younger. And they may be on social media, they may see things that are happening or wish that they could have a lifestyle that they see someone else presenting out there. And this is a real practical way to say that, you know, nothing comes without hard work you have to, to to enter into a certain point and build yourself. No one started on top. So that's what we hope that those ladies of distinction share with us, that they didn't start out where they are, that it took them some time. And we hope that not only they encourage our clients to continue to push for success, but that those who are supporters and would be supporters of Esther's Closet look at the importance of empowering our communities, women and how that builds a stronger community and look at Esther's Closet as one of the ways that they mm-hmm. can support that.
2: Yeah, no, in a very important way. And so you're still uh, open to uh, taking table sponsors?
0: Table sponsors along with individual tickets. So we sure. have empowerment supporters, we have success sponsors, we have suiting sponsors, and those are just our names to collaborate with our event.
2: Mm-hmm. Very good. And uh, of course, you got a nice big venue there at the Baylor club. And, and it'll be a, it'll be a tremendous event. I mean, you had, like you said, COVID sort of, sort of put the,
3: the brakes, the
2: (laughs) the put the break, the kibosh on, on so many events that were, that were planned. And uh, so this is going to be well, well worth the wait that we have uh, had to, had to take.
3: Absolutely. And I want to share one more thing. And, Um, Because we're at the Baylor Club, you mentioned the space, absolutely. We will be in the large ballroom, so there will be social distancing. There will be walking room. You will be able to um, sit if you've come with a group, with your group, and, and still enjoy the program without feeling like you have to be right in front of everyone else and chatting with them. So we will be as safe as possible, but we feel we cannot um, sacrifice the success of the clients because of the environment that we're in. We have to continue pushing. We have to continue moving that program forward because we can't sit and wait until COVID's over to do something for the women in our community. Yeah,
2: I think it's going to be, that's going to be a long wait. I think this is uh, something we're going to have to learn how to uh, live with. Yeah, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, you know, and I want to talk a little bit about that Mm -hmm. because COVID has has changed so much where the workplace is involved. And have you noticed that as well with the folks you're dealing with?
3: Absolutely. Number the number one indicator that we saw after I would say spring break of 2020 Mm -hmm. is that participation in the program. Like stopped. It came to a halt. People stopped coming into the building because there were shutdowns or you may have lost your job. Now you're unemployed or your kids are home. So we saw use of the program dwindle. And for us, we're wondering what's going on with the clients. It's not as important to us to get clothes out the door as it is to find out why people aren't using services. So we know there's something going on in the lives of our community members and especially our clients when they're not coming through the door. We went from maybe 40 people a month to one every four months. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, and we've just begun, um, I would say since Heaven's been back, especially she's been a critical part of doing one-on-one contact and connecting Mm -hmm. with them. And so when you hear someone say, I'm here, I'm a person you can sit down and talk with, that makes it easier to set an appointment or say, I'll stop in when you're there. But people needed to know that we were still there. The Esther's closet is still moving. And that's also, again, getting the awareness out at this event is that we are still moving during these times. And if your jobs have transitioned, the other thing that we've noticed that some people are working from home and they're doing different things now. That may open up the door to the workforce development. Maybe you don't need the clothing at this moment, but maybe you need additional training for your new job, or maybe you were put out of a job, and now you need the training to find another one. To find a
2: new one. But, and of course, you know, with all the Zoom meetings, you still, you got to dress the top half. (laughs) From the waist up. You may be in your pajama bottoms, and nobody knows, but.
3: We can get you a great (laughs) blouse and a great set of earrings. Right,
1: but yeah, you still got, you still got to get get somewhat dressed up. Absolutely. (laughs) That's that's great. (laughs)
2: Oh, well, so how can folks get tickets or, or learn more information about the event?
3: Absolutely. Um, the best way to call and reach us at our office, it is 254-235-3204. We are there Tuesdays and Thursdays from 9 to 3, but you are welcome to leave a message. If you'd like to go direct and you have no questions and you'd like to just go ahead and purchase, please go to our website. It is www. .sintexchamber.com we have an Esther's closet tab there and you can find the information that you need for the event to register
2: and if somebody wants to donate garments do you have oh, yes. do you have have some rules you know on that
0: So currently we do every second Friday of the month from 10 to 2 at our building it's 1020 Elm Avenue and we're on the Quinn campus and it's mm-hmm. building 700 right to the left of the multipurpose building So currently we are requiring that clothes are freshly laundered along with along with being um, on hangers and making sure that they're business wear. Mm -hmm. Business
2: appropriate.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the most of it. And I want to assure people that as we get overflow, one of the biggest things is we work with partners to donate out that overflow. So even if it's, Non-professional or it's out of season, we will find a good home for it.
2: Okay, good. I was going to ask that because you know some donation sites like, it. well, if it's not in the right season, you can just forget it. You know, so <laughs> so you you'll go ahead and and take because I mean you have people year round. Absolutely. Right. Very good. Well, I like to end these visits with a questionnaire. It's similar to the one the late great James Lipton used on the Inside the Actors Studio. So, what kind of alternate between the two of you and i'll i'll start with heaven what is your favorite word
0: wow i've never actually thought about this
3: good question
0: (laughs) definitely a good question um i say literally a lot literally (laughs) so just in general just general conversation i always find myself saying the word literally because i it's just literally i mean (laughs) great little pun on everything and it's a Great. Just a continuation. <laughs>
2: that's right. little, little punctuation <laughs> there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have a favorite word?
3: Well, when you ask her, the first word that came to my mind was love. Yeah. I think that's a word I say every day, several times a day. Yeah. I tell my family, I love them. I tell good friends that I love them and it just makes you feel good to say it and to hear it said to you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. What's your least favorite word then, Rachel? Hate. Yeah.
3: And I tell my son I have a six year old, he he will he loves to say hate. Or, or <laughs> I hate his well or word. I hate
2: that or I hate yes, you know hate and I tell or whatever. Him, yeah, I tell
3: him to reserve hate for something that truly deserves to be hated. Don't don't put the label hate on everything. We don't want to hate things. But um I hate people that abuse children and elderly people. So <laughs> there things, you go. Like when it's extreme and it's bad, yes, you can say it, but we don't want to throw it around all the time. We yeah. like to love.
2: Yeah. What about you? You have a, a least favorite word?
0: I think hate is one a, a very yeah. strong word. I yeah. do agree. And that would probably be my word that I do not enjoy using at all. Right. Right.
2: Um, what turns you on creatively, emotionally, or spiritually? Heaven?
0: Um, Evan. Heaven. Think... Heaven turns <laughs> me on. I'll go ahead and answer the question, but go ahead. Um, I really think reassurance. Um, everybody needs to hear that they're loved or hear that they are appreciated, mm-hmm. and that's, that's just huge, and I try to reassure my friends, my family, people I work with. Being around people, you know, you can feel down even when others not knowing what are what's going on in your life so the reassurance is huge. Yeah, yeah. What what about you? What turns um, you on, Rachel? But
3: what turns me on is stimulating conversation and mm-hmm. I get so excited and I'm sure heaven and my crew at the <laughs> office can tell you some of the things we talk about with work like economic development is stimulating. Sure. And I get excited about the things that are happening and the opportunities that we can share and and put out there so stimulating conversation whether we're at church we're at work or we're on a road trip that gets me excited
2: now you've always had a passion for helping women and minorities but also the the small business owner entrepreneurs yeah
3: absolutely i am a waco native and so to see our community transform over the past 40
2: years (laughs)
3: is 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 remarkable, but it also puts you in a perfect position to understand what hasn't been changed, what needs to be changed in our support of businesses of color, Um, equity in our community for development, for wealth, for wages Those things are all important. Waco is such a magical place and always has been. But when people started seeing that from the outside, it became even more uncomfortable for those people who lived here that weren't quite at the level that they wanted to be at. So Mm -hmm. that squeeze has intensified. And so being able to help people through entrepreneurship is just one way to create generational wealth.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Heaven, what turns you off then creatively? or spiritually, or emotionally?
0: Well, um, I really think that a big turnoff for me would be when people cannot discuss and communicate. Um, I think communication is the definitely the hugest way to communicate. Um, we have to have communication in everything we do. So when we're communicating, whether it be with work, at home just knowing that oh okay i can simply say this and people will understand and under be able to oh okay that works for me or no that does not work so mm-hmm. communication is huge mm,
2: very good what what turns you off mean people
3: yeah mean people mean girls mean girls mean men mean people and 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 I say that but I mean that can be bullying that can be someone that is not interested in helping the underdog and I would say one of just personally for me if I cannot make you laugh I'm not comfortable being around you that makes me very (laughs) uncomfortable
2: all right (laughs) There's something wrong with them. It, 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 it makes mean, me
3: feel that way. It's like, something's yeah, what is, wrong, what is with, is wrong you? with you. I'm what hilarious.
2: Is, yeah. <laughs> you, you are delightful thank and you, charming, and it is fun. So what sound do you love the most, Heaven? A sound I would love the most.
0: I find um, older older women who are they just hearing their voice and it's a wit it's more so the wisdom that they have he, mm. listening to my grandma talk is amazing and Aww. she's just sim, she's very a sim, very much a simple lady but the hearing people that are older than me talk I am very tuned in like locked in I'm all ears just to hear them speak because they have so much wisdom to share and me being a you know early 20 year old i need to hear everything um just learning learning and living
2: it's wonderful that you're willing to receive that that you that you recognize that that wisdom that's there what about you
3: well for me it's a tie the first one i would say would be putting my gas pedal down on the highway and here in my engine room. <laughs> really? The, oh, yeah. All I right. could tell you a that's story. That's the first
2: I've heard that yeah,
3: I could tell it's you like, a story ahead. about coming back from somewhere and really putting that pedal down, but I won't. <laughs> but the other is music. Yeah. I love old music, and that's something that my mom, my mom did that to me on a road trip. We went to Illinois from Texas, and she played one tape. And that was the greatest hits of Otis Redding. Really? We, we listened to side A and side B mm-hmm. all the way there and all the way back. And when I came back, Otis Redding has remained my all time favorite singer. So Motown, all those old Marvin Gaye, Edda Fitz uh, Etta James, oh, and yeah. Ella Fitzgerald, yeah. like this. I love old music.
2: Oh, yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, what is your least favorite sound then?
3: I'll go first. <laughs> Being at a cash register and having your card rejected, that is the worst sound I've ever heard. Yeah, that
2: would be bad. <laughs> <No. It's>
3: like <laughs> when it's when not they, approved. When
0: the chip started, um, the removal, when you put the chip in and it's wanting you to remove and it does the same noise, you're like, no, Mar-bram. no, 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 no. I Mar-bram. have Mar-bram. money. What is going on? And they're like, ma'am, just remove your card. I'm like... Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Is that all it it, took? Okay. It's unsettling, I'm telling (laughs) you. It's a bad sound. (laughs) It's a bad sound. Um, All right. What other profession would you want to try? Let's suppose you... You already have a, I something mean my, in my mind.
3: eyes are so big because you take me back to being a kid. When I was a kid, I wanted to be an artist and a veterinarian. And okay. I decided against um, being a vet because I was like, I don't like blood and guts. So that's probably not the job for me, although I love animals. But I never stopped wanting to be an artist. And I think that's probably more of who I really am instead of this person that is very corporate. I am more of a free spirit. So it's not just painting it is poetry. It is book writing. It is all things creative. It just doesn't feel like work when that's what you're doing.
0: Very good. What What about you, Evan? I th- I was amazed when I went to college and I would hear people speak about what they're going to do in their future and what their majors were. So hearing forestry and like um, I'm in I'm in political science majors and, and that's actually quite normal, in which I did not realize. But the nurse, the job I've always wanted was to be a nurse. I wanted Aww. to be a nurse and I I just knew I couldn't be a nurse. I am not I do not do well with the body parts I would not remember at all um, And then blood blood that comes from my mom. My mom was never a blood person, so if like a scrape knee, she's like, we have Band-aids over there yeah. uh, <laughs> So totally <laughs> handle it yourself <laughs> right. So blood I just knew yeah. as much as I would love to help anybody in any any situation being a nurse. Was not gonna work
2: out. (laughs) So that's so that's a job you know you would not want to do. No, I actually even though you wanted to do
0: right. I just I would love to be a nurse. Well, then what what do you what do you know then, Rachel?
2: That you would not want to do. Oh man, oh man, wow.
3: Okay. I feel ashamed saying this, but first let me say to every service member, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. I don't believe I could be in the military. Yeah. I don't think that I have the um, the mental fortitude to go through some of the things that some of our service people have to. And it is sometimes a job that they don't get thanked often enough for, but it is one of the most important. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's for me.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Then did you answer the question what you wanted to
3: well, I told you what I liked, and you said okay. what job do I think I couldn't do? I don't think okay. that job would be for okay. Me. Okay,
2: I got it. All right, finally, what do you want to hear God say as you arrive at the pearly gates?
3: Which house do you want?
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> they're all mansions. It's like, yeah, which which mansion do you want? That's rose, all. Roads of gold. Yeah. What about you, Heaven? Wow. Um. When Heaven gets to Heaven. <laughs>
0: Bet, bet you are welcome to come in, my child. All right. Definitely.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: Absolutely.
2: Wonderful. It has been a delight to uh, to talk with you both, Rachel and Heaven, Thank both you. with the Syntex African-American Chamber of Commerce, Esther's Closet, which is one of the missions yes. of uh, the chamber. And uh, this event, again, is coming up on the 31st of August mm-hmm. at the Baylor Club.
3: Yes, ma'am. And uh, the
2: number where they can go to get tickets.
3: two five four two three five three two zero four.
2: Thank you both so much.
3: Thank you, Anne.
2: Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. I don't even know. It's my favorite word. It's love. it's love. I, I
3: love that your favorite word yeah, is love. love. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you can ask her the next.
2: Okay, what's your least favorite word? Well, I have to, I have to go with what I've heard many, many times from many, many people. That's can't, mm. can't do that. I just can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that maybe that's I don't know part of the reason I I don't tell anybody no because <laughs> uh-huh. like, I'm thinking well that means I can't do it but. No, I, I, I don't like just the sense of not trying something. Gotcha. Good
3: to know. So, Anne, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally?
2: Oh, man. You know, honestly, I've never really thought about <laughs> these These are good myself. questions. Like, I, I may should've... ask someone these. <laughs> what turns me on doing this? <laughs> you look no, it so really happy. It, I love hearing from people. I love hearing what motivates them, what Mm -hmm. turns them on. I love hearing uh, people tell stories of things that they've just gotten a burden for a need Mm -hmm. and then took those steps to say, okay, you know, it's like the Lord put on their heart, you know, that there's a a need. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes this amazing thing yeah and esther's closet is a perfect I was example just gonna, you said you know it, yeah. it, it was a, a simple you know somebody needs this mm-hmm. and now it's this big thing we're having this big you yeah. know luncheon and it, you know who would have i'm sure only god have <laughs> dreamed you know what yeah. it, what it could become and, and how much right. better it's going to be you know in years hence
3: long after we're gone mm-hmm. it'll be Phenomenally big.
2: Yeah. Huge. I'll go ahead and answer what turns me off. Okay. <laughs> I kind of know these questions. All oh, right, <laughs> Just a negativity. Just yeah. being real, yeah. you know, just negativity about stuff. You know, I, I just would rather, I'd rather see a glass, you know, half full consider it's half full.
3: Mm-hmm. I think that's what the mean people bring is the negativity.
0: I think so, too. Very unpleasant to be around. Mm-hmm. So what sound do you love the most?
2: I think my kids sang, I love you, mom. Aww. And they're old now, they're grown men. <laughs> I still love <laughs> like you. Yeah. And so now I have little grandch- granddaughters, you know, say, I love you. I, I love, love hearing you that. Thank you.
3: I got a follow up. What do your grandchildren call you?
2: Gran, nice. Gran, but it's spelled G R A N N. Yeah, okay. that's my no. name with a a G in the front. I like it. <laughs> I
0: love it.
2: Because most people want to be Mimi and I, Nana. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> well, the other mothers, what they <laughs> took Mimi right away with. I was going to be Mimi. No, I guess not. So I'll be mean grand. Grand is, ah. is so
3: great. And just from one of my shows, Charmed, their grandmother was grand. So yeah. you're good. Well,
2: and it's apparently apparently kind of a British thing. I we mm-hmm. watch a lot of British TV and they they refer to grandmothers as grand. There but didn't realize that. My my aunt had a precious friend in um Temple and who would make pecan pies and we go see her well, her granddaughter, who is I don't know, fifteen, sixteen years old. She'd call her grand, she'd say grand, and it was so cute the way yeah. I thought that's what I want to be. I, I want to be, be gran. a grand. I be grand because of Dorothy's granddaughter.
3: I love that. <laughs> I love that. So, Lee's favorite sound
2: nails on a blackboard. Mm. I'd say probably that. I just just thinking about it. Mm-mm. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not a good sound. So, what other profession would you like to try? television news anchor <laughs> no
0: no. <laughs>
2: no no yeah don't do that <laughs> whatever <clears throat> oh uh, probably Broadway singer I don't know do I'm singing. Not... <laughs> I try to sing I try <laughs> to sing um, what did, uh, well you know what I really I wanted to be a private detective I mm, read it when I was a like kid that. I read this book about a female detective and we watched a lot of detective shows and stuff yeah I'm like I couldn't go on to cover too easily. Well, you, too many you, people know who I am. A wig well, and I could, a hat. Right. I, I'd, oh, I have to have to disguise up pretty well. But yeah, I, just, I could, in Waco. I couldn't very well. Oh no. No.
3: No. <laughs> you have to go outside of town. Yeah.
2: For sure. For sure.
3: <laughs> okay. So, um, what do you know you wouldn't want to do?
2: Well, I have to say, and I adore my kids' teachers and all my teachers, but I just don't think teaching. I such admir- Well, I have <laughs> such admiration for them, but yeah, no.
3: Fair enough. Fair. It's like <laughs> it's love that you're there, but it couldn't be me. It's not for me. <laughs> right. All right. And there is one more question. I'll let heaven ask you the heavenly question. Mm,
0: all right. What do you want to hear God say to you as you arrive at the pearly gates? Well, I would hope he says, well done,
2: my oh. good and faithful servant. Yeah, that is that so I've awesome. heard that many, many times too.
3: We all hope that he says, <laughs> yeah. "Don't go away," or "You're in the wrong place."
2: Yeah. Oh, never, of course, comedian Robin Williams answered that on the show on uh, James Lipton's show, and his response was, "You hear so soon." That, <laughs>
3: that 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 is one. So I, don't, I don't think I'm. Yeah, say like, you hear so soon. so
2: anyway but yeah aren't those fun
3: they they really are and thank you for letting us interview (laughs) and it's fun to see you light up on the other side of the mic when you are the subject
2: (laughs) you're sweet yes ma'am it's been fun ladies thank you thank Thank you. you
0: this has been a rogue media podcast